his hair. He might. And he would pay 25% more. He would. He would. It's called, it's called the outlandish tax. To Zicky, yes, it would be the outlandish tax. Oh, I took I took off the quit button. I had a button on you where I could see just Jay it. Jay Wild knows what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, so she is so, right, so she says razors, shaving cream, tampons, pads, etc. They all have the pink tax. I did not know. I did not know. Although in Canada they did say they took the sales tax off of our products. Now I need somebody to tell me. Did you just tell me why that is? Like why like why? Because they can. Well, that is the that's stupid. That's dumb. Hello. Hello. Oh, our guest is here. Look at that. Sorry. I was having internet issues. Oh, it's no problem. Oh, I can see. I can see. Uh, Did you want to do video? Oh, there he is. I saw him. Yeah. Popped up. There he is. Look at that. Hottest. Look at that. Hottest free agent comes strolling in. But, uh... We were just AEW sweater and everything. We were just saying yeah, it's a little chilly out. Um, I was prepping today and I had everything set up, and then, um, I I caught a I don't know I caught a news article or tweet or something or other, uh, and it said Danny Limelight claims himself the hottest free agent in wrestling. No offense to everybody else. After your performance last night on AEW, uh, why are you the hottest free agent? meant it in terms of being the most attractive free agent man. yes <laughs> yes oh i see what you're saying there i got you no 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 i'm just kidding no nah, man i just you know I, I i felt like this last year 2020 i kind of really really did a lot really really got myself out there put my name out there for people you know we're wrestling between you know new japan and and aw dark and primetime live and united wrestling network as well as the independent scene before Things yeah. really got messed up. Um, I just really showcased, you know, the consistency in my work ethic and, and what I can do. And I think that last night, you know, when you step into the ring with somebody who's considered arguably be the best wrestler in the world, yeah. and you're in there with the Good Brothers yeah. as well, and you're able to just, you know, go toe to toe with them and show that you belong. I feel like that was just like a, like a taste of what I can do. And I think that everything was it just came out so crisp, so clean. And, and think the, the I mean, Twitter itself was going nuts about it, like. It, it was, you know, definitely my, my coming out party, I would say. Um, and I'm, I'm super grateful that I was able to get that opportunity from, you know, AEW to showcase that talent in a match with Kenny Omega. And I think that, you know, having not signed any official contract right now and the way that everybody's talking about me right now, I think that yeah. it's safe to say that I am the most talked about wrestler today um, because of last night. And I think that, you know, that it was just, you know, just a little shit talking. That's all it yeah. was. Yeah, and that's good. And I, it came over... It came off. It came off well, I, and I thought it was great. Um, and it wasn't just dynamite last night. You have been on dark several several times. Speaking, I mean, mm-hmm. just talking about AEW. You mentioned. And, go ahead. And even on dark, like I'm not wrestling like just anybody on dark. You know, I'm not just doing like little three minute matches on dark. You know, I'm in there with Ray Phoenix. I'm in there with Brian Cage, yeah. Matt Seidel multiple times. I'm going back and forth with these guys. It's some of their best talent the roster has. I'm just showing what I can do with them. You know, and then I know you're about to bring up the New Japan stuff, like being a part of Team Filthy on New Japan and, you know, wrestling Chase Owens and Rocky Romero and some of the top guys there as well. Can you guys still see me? Yeah, we got you. Yep, you're good. Just, just you know, the Lions break crown tournament, going to the finals there, winning the United Wrestling Network Tag Team Championships here in L.A. Like, you know, 
it's it's been a long a long fight to get to this point where now people are just not acknowledging my talent. And I think that you know I want to capitalize on this momentum, on this theme, and just and just keep it rocking. Yeah, it's it's strange because uh, it has been a crazy year. It's been an insane year, like, and it just took the independent world, tipped it upside down. But you've found a way uh, through you know determination and drive uh, to maximize this crazy year get the most exposure you can uh i was yes like you're all over fight like i use fight tv all the time you're you're on every show like there's danny <laughs> yeah, Limelight, so I, somebody somebody pointed it out to me they're like you're on tv tuesday wednesday friday and saturday with four different companies and and you know i've never been signed anywhere before so it's not like i'm coming off of wwe coming out of wwe now and i had that behind me you know that machine behind me mm-hmm. giving me this attention it's not like i was signed to new japan and was wrestling in the tokyo dome last year you know like this this literally just happened this year i took the work the worst year in history in 2020 try to make it my year you know yeah. try to make it my breakout year i didn't use any you know anything as an excuse i just worked hard and i think that you know once i once i got one door open for me i just kept knocking on doors you know and just kept trying to kept trying to get out there, you know, and, and, and just really do, do the best that I could to, to make myself known in this shitty time because wrestling is what I want to do. And I think that, you know, for a while now I've wanted to be elite. And when I finally got to make my debut towards the end of the year, you know, after everything happened with new Japan, I didn't think that, you know, anything else was going to pop up. Right. I thought it was as big as it was going to get, you know, I was like, okay, I'm in new Japan this year. You know, I'm satisfied. I'm happy. This is like a huge accomplishment. You know, this is, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world, one of the best companies in the world. And then, you know, not, not not to say one is better than the other, but then when AEW happened on top of that, like it kind of just continued a snowball effect, you know? Yeah. Um, let's scroll back. Let's backpedal just a little bit. Um, I want to go to 1997, Bad Blood. How upset were you when Kane came out and ruined that Taker HBK match? I was so mad. I turned the TV off and my dad smacked me in the back of the head. <laughs> he had bought the pay-per-view. Um to the show and, and yeah man my, <laughs> I was I was so invested in Undertaker and Michaels and and just that happening it was like my first real taste of the storytelling you know the Shakespeare art yeah if, if you will of professional wrestling and it like it, it, it sold me I was, yeah. like, I was so angry you know um that's my that that, that moment would be the first real memorable moment that I have a professional wrestling. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Was that emotional moment that you said you were so invested in? Was that the first thing you can recall? Yes. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. what else? And it, then it was the rock. Yeah, after that, it, 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 it 100% became the rock after that. Every little catchphrase he said, every little mannerism movement he did, everything that the rock did in the late nineties, early two thousands before he went to Hollywood was what kept me watching wrestling. You know, the show was named after his catchphrase SmackDown. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, the, the Rock was just, it, to me, he was like the best entertainer on the show. It was somebody that I look forward to watching. And when he left, I, I, I really, really got attached to Eddie Guerrero and everything that he was doing for the Latino culture. So, yeah, man. yeah, I didn't know about other wrestling back when I was young. I didn't know about the independence. I didn't know about New Japan. I didn't know about Ring of Honor, none of that stuff. You know, it wasn't until I started wrestling when I actually learned about you know, the wrestling business. Do you go back now? whether it's through YouTube or the network or whatever, do you go back and watch the old school wrestling and try to pull things from it and learn from it? Um, yeah, I think, I think lately I've been a real student of the game. I've been, I've been really trying to, 
you know, obviously take myself to the next level. When I first started wrestling, I was doing all the flippy cool stuff that I seen on Twitter, oh, yeah. you know, because, of, you know, my, my background in parkour and athleticism that I have, I was able to do the cool flippy stuff. And that's what that I was, that's all I was doing. You know, there was, there wasn't much behind it besides that. And it's not to take away from wrestlers that only do that. But what I learned was if I wanted to get to that next level, I, I needed to do a lot more than just show how athletic I could be. Um, I felt like I was always charismatic enough on the microphone and on the front of the camera. I, I felt like I was able to talk and, and sell myself that way promo wise, but in the ring, the storytelling and, and, you know, the structures of the match and the things that I did in the match was something that I, I definitely needed help on. Mm. Um, and so just, you know, going back and watching footage from back in the day and lately more so now I've been watching like a lot of Dragon Gate stuff, you know, like a lot of old Japan stuff, you know, um, and, and, even even revisiting, you know, that 1997, 1998, you know, WWF, as you if yeah. you would, you know, Attitude Era um, really was the stuff that I watch now. Um, when when I first, you know, started wrestling, I was just in the now. Like, what's what's good? What's fun now? What is people watching now? You know, what do they want to see now? And it wasn't until I decided that I needed to just change my stuff and be a little bit more versatile, a little bit more of the hybrid and start including more of the striking game and the submission game. And a lot of that came from new Japan strong, you know, wrestling in new Japan, that, that kind of style and mixing that in because I I do have the background, you know, in martial arts, I do have the background in boxing. I do have the background in things like that. And I know how to do that stuff, but in the wrestling ring, for some reason it, it was just, Oh, I need to show how athletic I am. And and so now that that I've, I've been able to kind of like mush it all together and just been watching, you know, some even some of the guys that are on AWs, you know, back when they were on the independent scene, you know, like a lot of Chikara, you know, a lot of you know PWG stuff, just to see the innovativeness and get my brain and my juices flowing in my head. I, I really just try to stay creative and innovative when I'm in the ring and I watch something, I see it, and, and you know, I think, what can I do differently? You know, so. Do you think a lot of wrestlers uh, today in 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 the wrestlers that we're seeing today, do you think they have that same struggle where they have the, the skills and the talent uh, with the boxing, with the strikes, um, but when they get in the ring, uh, they do lean on uh, as, as, as you know, the flippy stuff. Do you think a lot of wrestlers struggle with that? Um, I don't know. I, I can't, can't I can't, speak. I can't speak on that. I know that everybody's struggles is different. Yeah. You know, I think that there's nothing wrong with being able to just do that stuff. You know, there's, there's a place for it. Um, I, I started making my rounds in the independent scene because I was able to do that. Yeah. I think what has helped me get to the next level is my ability to, to cut a promo is my ability to, to have that camera presence and, 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 and finding the cameras and things like that. I think it's my ability to be able to wrestle any kind of style with anybody. I think that's something that I've shown as of late. Um, but the thing is people, people believe too much what they see on the internet. I think people, you know, other wrestlers that are coming up, they see, a gif going viral and they think that that's what they need to get signed you know I, I need that to get signed or i need this to get signed um and then a lot of it too it's kind of like a i don't want to say copying somebody's move because i feel like nobody owns any move in professional wrestling i think that's been like kind of the talk of twitter lately is people's yeah. stealing moves and things like that um and, and everybody has their own opinion and they, they deserve that but but for me it, you know if i if i if i if i watch eddie guerrero you know, when he was in New Japan or, or, or early WCW, Eddie Guerrero. You know, my favorite match to watch is, is Halloween Havoc, you know, yep. Ray and Eddie. Yep. It's my, my favorite match. I watched that one, you know, and that's where the juices get to flowing in my head. And if I see something and I, and, and I, I take inspiration from that and, and I put into something else that I want to do, 
in a way, I'm kind of stealing, you know, what they're doing. I'm just, I'm just mixing it and making it my own. Right. And I like to say I'm putting a little bit of sasson on it, you know, like I season my, my food when I'm cooking. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's an issue with that with, with wrestlers. I, I think the issue is they feel like that's all they're supposed to do is what they see on online. And they want people they see retweeting or tagging them in, you know, and like, oh, if I want to get noticed, I need to do that. You know, I need to do well, however many Canadian destroyers. And, you know, that was like the big move when I started wrestling. Everybody was doing a Canadian destroyer in the match on an independent show, you know. And for, for me, I think that being yourself and being authentic in the ring into who you are and your character or whatever that may be is what's going to get you over with the fans. I, th- I think that when I started being more me and, and, and doing what I would do in this and not what I see other people doing is when I, when I really started to stand out. Um, and a lot of that, again, I give credit to wrestling in new Japan because yeah. that style is just so intense and, and, you know, it, it just, it molded me to, to want to not just be another guy that can flip. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Makes perfect sense. Uh, especially with the social media, the clicks and the retweets. Um, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, the fans are what gets people noticed. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. fans, they, they're the guys that keep us in business. They're the guys that are, and the girls yeah. that are like, yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy, obviously that helps, but okay. They see you do a cool clip of one, you know, one move and then you get booked and then you can't, you know, strike properly or you can't, you know, right. wrestle or whatever the case may be. Now you just, you know, you shot yourself in the foot because they thought because they saw one clip of you that you were as good as what the internet was saying, right? So right. I, I think that yes, you know, be innovative, have cool flippy moves if that's what you want to do, but be able to wrestle any style and be able to be flexible with it. And I think that for people that watch it, have been watching me more specifically last year, even even last night yeah. you know, at the time that we're recording this, I don't know if this is live or being recorded. But like, no, we're live. Would you yeah. see me do, you know, you know what I did in the ring with Kenny and, and Carl it wasn't, I wasn't just flipping in there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, everything, I, I wanted everything to make sense. I'm in the ring with the best in the world. I want to make sure that what I'm doing is, is something that's going to resonate with the fans. And obviously based on the reaction of the internet, I belonged in there, yes. you know? And, and a lot of it was because of mixing up the, the strikes, you know, mixing up the, the selling, finding the cameras, making everything that I'm taking look good. Selling is huge. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, man, it was it, been a roller coaster of a day. <laughs> coming off of that ride you know but i hope i answered that question yeah, and then no. kind of like steer it the wrong way but that, that's basically how my brain's taking the game yeah no it was good i just want to go back you talked about uh knocking doors down this year when you get a door you go open it you go through it you knock the next one down um but now correct me if i'm wrong your first wrestling school kind of shut the door on you right Yes. Like i like re- i like redemption stories they shut the door on you what they told you you'd never wrestle or something to that you never wrestle again yeah Never wrestle again. Um, who who helped? Who played a pivotal role opening that next door for you? David Marquez. David Marquez. Yes. Championship wrestler from Hollywood is yep. is the person that you know. I made a joke the other day. I said I owe him my career. Yeah. Um, but it's not really a joke, you know, because if he would have not called me to get my side of the story uh, and brought me into his show, I wouldn't be wrestling right now because nobody in Southern California scene was going to book me based off that school's, that school's, you know, word. And and he took a chance on a young Puerto Rican kid. Yeah. I was, you know, I I was still in the Marine Corps. So I I had that. I'm the best mentality. You know, the Marine Corps bred me to be a certain way. And I carry that into my life now. Obviously I'm a little bit older now, so I'm, I'm, 
I know how to dial it back some. Um, but David Marquez, you know, extended that hand. And I told, you know, I was nine months in wrestling on, on his TV show. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to fuck this up. Excuse my language. I don't know if I can. You're fine. I was, like, there, I was like, there's no, there's no way I'm going to mess this up. This man took a chance on me. And every chance I get, any interview I ever have, I always thank him. And today, Facebook reminded me that him and I became friends on Facebook six years ago. Wow. So it's, it's, and it, how crazy is it? The day yeah. after the biggest night of my life, you know, hey, reminded this guy became your friend this day and called you and told you he wanted to bring you to his show. And I think to me that, that, that that's, that's full circle, man. So it was his show, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. They brought me in. You know, more people started booking me based off me saying that I work for his company. Yeah. Um, and, and even when I, when I took a break from wrestling to go be a drone instructor in the Marine Corps, when I came back, he was one of the first people that welcomed me back into Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and, and and the momentum just kept rocking and rolling from there. And now I'm, I'm I mean, I'm one of his champions right now. You got a wrestling number. Yeah. Um. Speaking of that, you are one of the champions, I believe, tag team champion, correct? Yes. 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 Uh, with Papo Esco, the King Fat Boy. The King Fat Boy, the Bodega. Um. The Bodega. Do you do you prefer tag team wrestling uh, over singles, or is it a little bit of both? Do they have their ups and downs? Uh, I mean. For me, I like to be flexible. You know, the Marine yeah. Corps always taught me to adapt and overcome. Yeah. So whatever, however I can be an asset to a company and add value to it, yes. I'm with it. I can, I, I love singles wrestling. It's how I started. You know, it, it's who Danny Limelight is. He's, you know, I'm a singles guy. You know, I, I want the limelight. I want that, you know what I'm saying? But yep. but I can also rock and roll with a tag team partner, as everybody can see when I'm teaming with Bob Esco or, you know, even in the tag matches that I've done on AEW Dark and part of Team Filthy with Tom Lawler, J.R. Kratos, and, and now Chris Dickinson, yeah. you know, we had Ryan Taylor before he got signed by WWE, but the, even the tag work that I've done there, it shows that I can do the tag team stuff. I just, you know, whatever the company needs me to do, to have I can add value, I'm game for it. Yeah, and that's definitely that military uh, background. My, my father's in the military. That's a, that's what he instilled in us. However you can make the group stronger, uh, yeah. you, you go with that for sure. Um Last night, you're on AEW, one of the biggest matches with three of the best wrestlers in the world. As you said, you come through that curtain, so to speak, after the match. Uh, who's the first person that comes to you? Who's the first person you lean on, and what do they tell you? Oh, man, dude, I I walked through the curtain, and the 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 first thing that I did was I like took a knee. Yeah. And I just, I was, just, thank God, yeah. you know, like that was, I, because that was a spot that could have maybe have gone to anybody else. That's right. You know, there, there are so much talented up and comers in that locker room that, that could have thrived in that position. And I was just blessed and fortunate that, that they gave me that chance to showcase. Um, I seen like a lot of the tweets that was like, oh, somehow it became the Danny Limelight show. It was a Danny Limelight show, whatever people were saying. And and I tweeted that, you know, the hottest free agent thing I tweeted after I had left. Yeah. But the first person that like came to me was, was you know, <laughs> I, I, I'd rather not say the person's name just because <laughs> of, you know. Yeah. K Fabe and stuff like that, yeah. but yeah, there there was a lot of people right. that that came to me after that. You know, um, th the one person that I will say w was Chris Jericho. Okay, um, and, and I, I would name him because because he's not has nothing to do with what was going on in yeah. the ring, and he you know love to keep it K Fabe. I'm all on board. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and Jer Jericho, you know he. 
he said, dude, I had never seen your work before. I did not know who you were other than seeing a couple flyers for AEW Dark. He's like, but I was incredibly impressed with what you did in the ring. Nice. And and for me, somebody who grew up seeing Jericho, you know, and, and and really him being one of the first smaller guys, not saying he's small, but you know, he was considered a cruiserweight yeah. in the beginning and things like that. To to climb the mountain and become one of the best ever. And and to you know, to hear him, you know, say those things to me, man, like that shit, like that it hit my heart, man. And, and it was like I need to work harder now. Yep. Because now there's somebody who hadn't, you know, seen it before, seen a, a taste of what I know in my head. I know that that what I did in that room with Kenny was just like like touching the iceberg of what I can do in the ring. And for people that see me have actual single matches on the independence or at New Japan, knows that I, I have so much more to give in the match. But he saw just a little bit. You know, Dustin uh, Dustin was another one that came yeah. up to me and was like, "Wow, you know, I'm like you impressed me." You know, you you you, you, you and I and I, I I want hard critique. I want hard. Yeah. I don't want the good boy, the add a boy stuff. I want you to tell me what I sucked at. You know, and, and and they gave me their 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 critique. They gave me their feedback. And I think it's very important that when people give you feedback and critique, you take it and you work on it. And, and after every match that I've had at AEW, every match I have at New Japan, I always ask the people in the back afterwards, the, the people that you know who who I don't want some people that matter, but the people that like our agency in the matches or whatever have you. Yeah. Like, what do I need to do better? What did I do wrong? What could I have done instead? You know, X, Y, Z. And I, I, I always, and I'm super grateful that I always get it and I make sure the next match I have, that the critique they gave me for the match prior, I show that I can do it. It's awesome. It's great. I can. But there was a lot of people that, that came to me after the match and was like, good shit, man. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to sit here and name drop and, yeah, yeah. and, and all that stuff. But no, it's cool. It, it was truly a blessing. It was like a very, you know, it was it was like a, a a wow moment for me. You know what I'm saying? Like like 2020 was an amazing year for me. And one of the things I told myself coming into 2021 was I need to stay consistent. I need to work harder. I, I, I it can't just be a fluke year. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and the second week of the year, I think it's the second week or the third week. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm wrestling Kenny, wrestling Kenny. You know, so yeah. it was it was wild, man. Yeah. Um, I can, I was going to say, I can, I can feel the passion you have coming through this zoom. Like I can feel it in your, in your words. Uh, you, you speak great. You, we all know you're an awesome po- promo guy. I can just feel it though. When you say it's the tip of the iceberg, like, like, I don't know. I get excited about it. And that match last night got me excited. And I've seen you in UWN. I, I saw you on uh new Japan strong this past, I think it was this past Friday. Um, yeah. And, but man, I was just really pumped, really pumped. Great stuff. Thank you. Um, you mentioned earlier, obviously, uh, you're from Brooklyn, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but yep. you get the Puerto Rican background. Uh, what's it mean yep. to you to represent Puerto Rico, its culture within wrestling? Oh man, it's, it's huge for me. Yeah. When, when I was growing up, there, there wasn't many Puerto Ricans on TV. Right. You know, there wasn't any real Puerto Rican heroes or guys that were in the top picture or, or, or guys that were on TV every you know every time. You know. I, th- I think the, the the most that we got from Puerto Ricans was Carlito, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and he 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 held it down. But but to me, when I looked at TV, even TV in general, you know, because aside from the wrestling, a lot of people know about the acting and the stunt work as well. But even on TV, all we had was J Lo and Mark Anthony. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So there there was not much many Puerto Rican Puerto Ricans that were doing it. You know, if there was a Puerto Rican, they were playing a Mexican. 
Yeah. You know, like they, they couldn't be themselves. And, and my daughter, she's half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. So it's very important for me as a father to my daughter to be able to represent the culture. And when I look at TV now, I think which Puerto Ricans are doing something for our culture. You know, the first ones that come to the head are Santana Ortiz. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the guys that have been carrying the flag for Puerto Rico for a while now. You know, you got Eva Lee. She's another Puerto Rican that's doing her thing. You know, got my my tag partner, Papo Esco, who not many people know of. He's just now starting to get his name out there. Yeah. Um, same thing with Slice Boogie as well. Another Puerto Rican. But there's, there's not many. You know, you got Tasha Steele's at Impact. Yeah. Um, Savio Vega. Savio he's, Vega, he's, but he's, he's from yeah. back in the day. He's you know, way back, back in the day, in the, yeah. You yep. know, so, so like, he he was he wasn't really, like, when I was watching as a kid, he wasn't one of the guys that were there anymore, you know? So right. like, and if he was, I didn't remember because he probably wasn't on TV that much, you know? So yeah. for, for me now, like there, there aren't many Puerto Ricans growing up. So now that, that I have an opportunity to showcase or, or be a face for the, for that, for that culture, like it's important to me to, to represent it as often as possible. I love that when I come out, it's the big Puerto Rican yeah. flag, you know? on the Titan Tron, you know? And then I, I love that I, I, you know, have my bandana and my, the, the, the flag on my gear and, yep. and, and things like that. It's important for me because my daughter's watching, you know, she watched last night on TNT. That's she what I was, saw the Puerto Rican Yeah, flag. that was my next question. Is your daughter watch? She, she loved it. She yeah. was so happy because she's, you know, I've missed Halloweens. I've missed, you know, yeah. birthday parties or left birthday parties early for bookings. Like, and now she's getting to that age where she's almost seven. She'll be seven in April. She understands clear as day what daddy does. Yeah. And, she knows okay this is new japan she knows okay this is just you know this is this this is you know like she knows oh that's the youtube she because she she, she she acts herself she knows tv now she's learning tv yeah she knows that that was tnt she knows how big that match was she knows wow. who kenny omega is because she hears daddy talking about it all the time you know so having her watch having her you know and when I, the match started, I still had my flag on, you know, because we were preloaded. I didn't have the entrance of the flag. wasn't going to be on the background, but yeah. I still wanted to have the flag on my head because I wanted people to see, okay, it's a Puerto Rican with Kenny Omega. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, man, it was – it's important to me, man. It's always important to represent who you are, stay authentic and genuine to where you come from, your upbringing. I'm from a humble Puerto Rican family. I tell everybody all the time, man. My dad was a dope dealer. My mom was a college dropout. I was never supposed to be here, hmm. and I am, and I'm proud of that. My grandma called me today. And she was telling me how proud she was because her mom, my, my mom recorded it and let her watch it. You know wow. what I'm saying? So, like, that to me, that means everything. My grandma came from Puerto Rico to New York. So, you know, her being able to see her grandson do that, it's just crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. She she was probably extremely, extremely proud last night. And you you were probably proud hearing that, getting that call from her today, too. Awesome yeah. stuff. Um, I'm going to go off the wrestling beaten trail here, the beaten path. Uh, I noticed you have Spider-Man. You have Spider Man tattoos and so yeah, and some uh, some Groot tattoos. Are you a big comic book fan? <laughs> and were you actually yeah, bitten um, by a radioactive? Well, spider? a lot of people. Don't, this is something like, you might be one of the first podcasts where I talk about this, but a lot of people don't notice. You know, um, Spider Man was a huge impact on my life growing up. My dad would bring home comic books to me and stuff like that. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is I dress up as Spider Man for like children's hospitals. Oh. I go to schools in spiders. I have four studio made suits. Um, I have, you know, the, the original red and blue um, Bagley suit. I have the the MCU Iron Spider version. I have the black suit. And then I have a custom suit that I put together that I had somebody draw for me. And, and I go and I visit, you know, hospitals. I go visit schools. I do readings. I do birthday videos. I do birthday parties because I know that, you know, Spider-Man is one of the most loved characters. You know what I'm saying? Kids love, love a hero. And one thing I didn't like as a kid was when Spider-Man came to a party, he couldn't do shit Spider-Man can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So yeah. I love being able to go to these parties and do, you know, flips and run up the walls and do backflips off that for the kids and the poses and things like that. And so he, he, it really became a bigger part of my life. And it's something I don't really talk about. Um, my godson, his name was Julian. He passed away to SIDS when he was nine months old. But the la- the first and last toy, well, not the first, but the last toy I ever got him was a Spider-Man toy. And when, when he passed away, um, I showed up to his funeral in my spider suit with the toy. And we, we put it on his on his grave and stuff like that. And that's when I really took like that, you know, that that title of Spider-Man and, and was like, you know what, I, I want to be able to be this for everybody. So since 2015, uh, G- uh, June of 2015, I've been doing the Spider-Man thing at parties and, and hospitals and, and, and even going to conventions and stuff like that and just putting a smile on somebody's face, man. So yeah, Spider-Man, but but he would be he became my favorite as a kid because of the comic books. Yeah. Um, it, it just and then that kind of just gravitated over towards my wrestling. You know, I used to do the Spider-Man, different spider suits as my gear, and my trunks, stuff like that, based on my favorite comic books. Um, and now it's just you know in the ring, just the way that I move, the parkour stuff that I do in the ring, just kind of Spider-Man-ish and. Yeah. Another another little you know and then even when even on Titantron after the Puerto Rican flag it says Danny Limelight with a with a radioactive spider so you know it's kind of part of who I am now. Um, my daughter so, she huh? she used to call me Spider Man for a while now she's like Dad you can't even shoot webs you're not Spider Man <laughs> and she knows it hurts my feelings she goes but it's okay you don't have to be Spider Man you're my daddy you're still my hero uh, so she tries to like put me over after she like, buries me you know what yeah I'm she buries you and then puts you over I have three yeah. daughters so I definitely know what that's like. Right. So, yeah, for sure. Um, wow, that is some great stuff with the going to the hospitals and the birthdays. That's that that's phenomenal. So uh wow. Good job out of you. Um we're at the end of the end of the spot, end of the show here. And uh what I do is I'm gonna give the mic to you. The floor is yours. Put over anything you want. We've been posting links in the chat, but you can let people know. because uh, I'll push it out to to podcast. Let people know where we can right, find right. you, where we can see all that fun stuff. Well, first of all, I appreciate you bringing me on the show. I know my tweet about being the hottest free agent has a lot of people talking right now. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. That's how it should be. There should be people talking right now. Um, but, I, but I will stay true and stand by it right now. I believe I'm the hottest free agent. I believe I have a lot to, to offer any company. Um, and for anybody who doesn't follow me already, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Danny Limelight. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Danny Limelight. I'm doing cameos now. So Cameo.com backslash Danny Limelight. And I even have a wrestling buddy. They could DM me or whatever, and I can send them the link to the wrestling buddy as well. Uh, I'm just super grateful for this opportunity, man. Thank you for putting me over yeah. on your show. Thank you for having me. And hopefully soon we can have me back on with something, some more major news or something like that. Yeah, anytime, man. Uh, I mean, you, anytime. You're welcome. Doors, doors open. Thank you. All right, have yourself a wonderful night. Thanks for coming on. You too, man. Peace. Peace. Awesome. Great stuff. Great stuff, Vanessa. Well, Am I good to bounce, bro? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're much, good. Man. We're live. As soon as we're done, you can oh. go. Thank, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Oh, man. He is amazing, right? The amazing so Danny good. Limelight. That's right. I miss most of that because my dog is being a butt. That's all right. We put all the past interviews on YouTube.com slash putting you over. <laughs> If I can get it out tomorrow, man, that was really good. He, I mean, you could just, you could, and, we, and I've said this before about other people, you know, ones that, that can resonate. They, they, I resonate. They, it comes through the camera to me. 
I can feel it. When he was talking about tip of the iceberg, like the hair on my arm went up because I got excited. I was like, shit, man. He's like, he wants to conquer the world. And he, he can. I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Right? Scooby's got passion. I can hear it. And he's good, man. You can hear it. He's got the, he definitely can work a mic. So he's got no problem there. It's great in the ring. And he's just a great human. Yes. Oh, I wanted to actually say that line at the end of the show too. Shit, I forgot it. You're-